This is a Think Live Be production. We're on now. We can't go back. There's no turning back. This is good podcasting content. Mm -hmm. It's the best. It's too bad I missed all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were talking pizza. Yeah. Favorite pizza. Delicious it is. And it's National Pizza Day. And that's why we were talking about it. I know. I want I want some. Well, we're gonna get some after this is done. Now now it's done. (laughs) So so let's get uh, let's, let's get, get rolling. Let's here. get this podcast over so we can eat right. some pizza. Let people know what they're listening to before we get into this. Yeah, this is our podcast. Right. It's called Seeking the Best, and that's what we do. We try to seek out the best in ourselves as we try to overcome the personal and professional hurdles of being in the real estate industry. And across from me, oh, by the way, my name's Catherine Stelgis. <laughs> across from me is one of my co-hosts, Kayla Boundy. Hi, and our sound producer. Pizza chef. Pizza chef. That's true. That is one of your, your talents. Uh, Patrick Fatika. Hello. Keeps us rolling. Yep. In podcasts and pizza. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today we're not really talking about pizza. We're talking about a sad topic. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's really sad. Um, but, but I, somebody wants a piece of your pizza. That's a good segue. What I mean, it's like to, a piece a, of a pie. As pizza. Pat would say, it's a slice, a not slice. a piece. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> a slice of pizza, a piece of pie. Or is it slice of pie? It's a slice of pie. Okay. What do you use piece for? I don't know. Uh, a piece <laughs> is like a piece of cake. Okay. A piece of cake, slice of pie, slice of pizza. Let's get it right, people. write these notes down. Hold on. <laughs> I have been corrected many times on that one because I always say pizza, 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 pizza. Anyways, <laughs> but yes, we're talking today about, yeah, when someone wants a, a, a little piece of your commission pie, and that seems to be kind of a common occurrence. And I I saw a post recently, um, and I told, I told Pat about it, and it said um, basically like, Somebody was looking for um, advice on how to handle a situation where the buyer was asking them to basically credit back some of their commission after closing. Right, Pat? Well, it was just, it was, no, it was more like. um, My bad. (laughs) Well, I mean, that was, that was part of it, but it was like, they were, they didn't know how to explain to this potential client why they deserved the percentage that they were getting. Oh, so it was more about a listing commission. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, but I think but th- so, this is I the mean, same it, topic. it all kind of falls into the same category, but yeah, it was like how like without losing the opportunity of getting the listing or without being rude, like saying my value is this and how do you do that? And, right. Okay. Well, and maybe I was thinking of a different post because I have seen a lot of those lately like on Facebook you know, we're members of all, you know, too many groups, way too many groups. I can't keep up. Um, I know (laughs) I can't keep up with all these groups, but I see, I feel like one a day where somebody's like, Hey guys, what do I do about this situation? And it's always about that. Like, how do you keep as much of your income as possible? Because that's really what we're talking about is, is the commission pays the bills, not just for the business, but also your personal bills. So like, how do you make sure that you protect that and not give it away freely, um, but also make wise business choices too. And so it just got me thinking, it's very common in our industry. And I, you know, it's really easy to get frustrated about because I'm like, you wouldn't ask your doctor for a discount. <laughs> you wouldn't ask your dentist for a discount. But at the same time, like you might ask if there's something like if it's really expensive, you might ask like, hey, is there something I can do to like make this Pain more plan affordable? Of sorts. Like, you know, we 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 ask for things if we think that it seems too expensive or or whatever. Like I try to approach it from both sides. Like you're initially offended when someone asks you because it's like, well, oh, but I that's my worth. That's, that's my, that's worth. my pay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was, what I was going to say is that you you brought up like you wouldn't ask your doctor or your dentist, but it's also not doesn't seem like that's not a normal thing to ask a doctor or dentist where I think in the app, the, whatever the, the world that we live in, like the people have 
seen on Yahoo questions and <laughs> and and uh, other blog sites that it doesn't hurt to ask. You can always ask. To, and 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 so it's like a thing now because it's a commit it's commission based and it's not like, well, it costs this much to extract a tooth. That's what it costs. Yeah. Right. And it's all and well, it, it you have a different. sliding scale because it's like, well, if somebody wants to sell a house that's five hundred thousand dollars and somebody else wants to sell a house that's three hundred thousand dollars, you get paid more with the same you know what I mean like because yeah, because service. of the of the of the value of the house whereas like a, a a tooth extraction is a tooth extraction is a tooth extraction you know <laughs> how many times can you say that fast? Well, with I higher know. cost houses comes higher cost of course but they're not thinking marketing right from but, our side of things to a to an extent well to, so so hold on let me backtrack yeah, because I, what I was saying is you wouldn't really on a normal basis ask most people for a discount. Right. Like it's just not, it isn't that commonplace. But at the same time, there are instances where you try to get a discount, right? Like, Hey, is there any way you can do that for a little bit less? I think when we replaced our roof, um, you know, we had gotten a couple quotes and we wanted to go with somebody specific, but it was like a little bit more. So it was kind of like, hey, can you just is there anything that we can do kind of deal like that's common or, or buying a car or buying People a car trying to do that and yeah. stuff, you know, so well, because you go in with an expectation that that's like how that's handled. Right. But as and and as a service provider, like a professional service provider, I don't look at myself as a salesperson. I I like look at myself more of as a professional service consultant. So then asking me for a discount is kind of like asking for your financial planner for a discount. Right. And it's like, you don't get discounts from those. You don't get a discount no. from an attorney. Like right. you don't, you don't get those kinds of things. So, but we're not necessarily viewed that way by the general public. Right. You're viewed as a salesperson. Right. So they think well, you're a salesperson. It's a commission. You can cut that and give me a little bit of that. And, and, and they don't think about like how that impacts anybody else except that, well, this guy said they'd do it. Yeah. Right. This guy on TV did it. And I read online somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's a lot of information out there for people, right or wrong. It doesn't really matter, though. It comes down to like you and your business and what you're willing to do or what makes sense for you financially. But you have to know what that. What, what that is what, what that, that is. number is for you but i think the the bigger picture the first thing you have to understand is the like why they're asking so like not to get offended by it but understand why they're asking and i think that comes especially why you see it so often right now is because there's so much competition in the real estate business yeah and i'm going to take a little dive into this detour <laughs> it all comes together though we are in so there's actually, if you go to the National Association of Realtors, you can see the statistics for how many agents there are that are, or how many realtors there are, right? Because not all licensed agents are realtors, which Me. is also something people don't know. <laughs> they don't know that there is a difference involved. Um, but you can look at the National Association of Realtors statistics and see how, like over time, how many more people have gotten into the real estate business and have gotten um, their their license and then become a realtor. And it's really interesting to look at. You just see it go up, 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 up. And then in 2004, which was like a booming market, it was pre, I was before my time. I was, um, you know, just getting into college, but oh, wait, no, <laughs> that's a lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was. I, I was in college, <laughs> um, but uh, I was almost on my way out of college. How about that? And so I wasn't in the business, but I know that those were like the boom times and the the more the market is strong and everybody hears that they think they can make a ton of money in the real estate business, the more people get their license. Yeah. So you can see that go up and up after 2004, it broke a million realtors and it went up and up and up until 2012, it went back down. Well, so bear with me here. <laughs> Um, when did the real estate market crash? Eight. 2008. Yes. Well, that's when the, the stock market crashed. Like everything kind of was falling apart Fall at apart that point. Then. Yeah. But it just. October of 2008. Two years right. or so after it started, it still affects. Yeah. Four years later, the number of agents in the business hit the bottom. 
And then the market started to improve. And well, so more people got back in in, or started to come in because they heard that things were strong again. So that's what we're competing with right now. As of January, I looked this number up just to share with you all. As of January, there was 1,450,817 realtors in America. So that's a lot of competition. And then a lot of people. Every state and city is different, but like a big metro area like ours, ours went up a thousand people over the last year. Wow. So that's a thousand through, through a new, pandemic. Through a pandemic. Well, and I think that had a large part of it because oh, I work from home. Well, I've, I've talked license. to I've talked to a lot of people who lost their job right. or at least were furloughed or they were wedding put, coordinators is one that I heard of. And she joined to be a realtor now. Oh, yeah. Lots of people in that um, service hospitality industry, they were furloughed. They didn't know what else to do. And so they thought, well, I'll go get my real estate license. Those people are considered essential workers in Florida. Yeah. (laughs) And and so a lot of people went and did that and now have have joined the the um, the realtor board here. So we went from I was saying like we have 16,000 agents. Now we're up to 17,500. Wow. And so that's a big jump now. In our area, just to give you some context, like every month about 3,500 homes sell. So think about that. That's a lot of people who are not making any money at all. And you know, like of that 3,500, there's a very small percentage of people who are actually doing all the business. Doing all the business. Yeah. And so people get desperate and they're willing to do whatever. They just want to get their foot in the door. So if you're new, like you just want to get your foot in the door. So you're like, well, I'll just cut my commission to get that first listing. And so that's where it's like, it is a business decision to some degree, but you have to know what you're up against and and why people are asking is because there's, you know, 17,499 other agents out there in one of our them will area. Do it, one of them will do it for less. Yeah. yeah. One of them will cut it to because, nothing because they we, just want a sign in the yard. Uh, yeah. As we, uh, well, yes, that's true. They just want a sign in the yard. But then on the other side, we've seen enough and you've gone on an, enough appointments and had enough clients to know that they don't understand that all agents don't do the exact same. Like they think everyone does it exa- exactly the same. Well, yeah, 100%. So, or at least, you know what I think it is, enough is or, I think, and this is a little bit of a, a rabbit hole too, but, um, inception. Yeah. We're going to go <laughs> we're into just another, go one into another, another one. <laughs> um, but yes, people don't know what they don't know. Like if you don't sell your house except every like seven to ten years, your last experience, you don't even remember. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. if it was really terrible, you remember. But if it was just mediocre, you don't remember what the agent did. And you certainly don't know what the expectation is for today's standards of right. like what should your photos look like? What kind of marketing should be done? Like you have no idea. So you don't even know really as a seller, you really don't even know if you have a bad experience because you don't have anything else to compare it to. Right. It could be like totally average and or below average. And you still might think that wasn't too bad compared to like the last time I bought a car or, um, you know, did this or that. So they don't have any idea. And so I do think that there's a lot of it where it's up to us to show our value and stand apart like that's what a listing presentation is for but still sometimes I'll go you'll go to those and like at the end they they, it's like they weren't there for the entire time (laughs) and you're like yeah but didn't you just hear like how that I just said to you all the powerpoint slides no well and and that's why like you have to be careful not to be telling so much as asking questions and getting them to like self-realize that those things, because sometimes you get to the end and you're just like, how do they not understand that like they're getting more value than whatever that other person, the, the person that they're comparing me to. And so I do think that's like, anytime that happens to me, I think, I need to fine tune this listing presentation because obviously that just failed. (laughs) Like I did, obviously for them, there wasn't enough value to earn the commission that I stated. Um, And they, or they, or they weren't connecting with whatever, however you were describing it, they weren't connecting with it. And to understand it. Yeah. And you didn't read it quick enough to realize that it wasn't, they weren't hearing you or I'm sorry, they weren't listening well, and that's where like there's there's scripts for um, getting to the root of that, because sometimes 
you're not even sure if it is the commission that's stopping them from choosing you in a listing presentation, right? And you're you're trying to get at like what other than, you know, this, is there any other reason you wouldn't list with me? And sometimes it's really hard because I think people don't actually want to ask for less money. They just want somebody to offer it up. Yeah. And then somebody will. Yeah. Like somebody will come in and they'll just go in with a different rate than you because they don't have as much experience. They don't. They're not going to spend any money on anything. They're going to take the phone, the photos with their phone. They're, they're going to do all yeah. those things. They go in and they just tell the person, I'm going to sell it for less. And the person, oh, that's all they connect with is that. I'm going to pay this person less to, to do, do the same job in their the mind. The same, quote unquote. Right. Now, it's not going to be the same job, but that's, I guess that's where it's like, it's it's our job to illustrate that and walk them through that. And so, and then decide if they're still stuck on it, decide, am I willing to do this for less? And I've got some questions that I like internally ask myself when those situations happen. <laughs> um, like number one, you know, is is it, well, how quickly is this going to sell, right? If this is going to sell overnight, like maybe it makes sense, you know, yeah. if there's not as much time to, to, to do and spend I'm on not gonna, it. I'm not going to have to spend X amount of dollars on a bunch of Facebook ads. Yeah. To run or, two weeks or, or 30 gonna, days. Uh, it's priced right. It might be priced right. I think it's going to sell quick. So I'm not going to have to have those conversations about lowering the price and about doing this or that, or all, I'm not going to have to do a big old staging plan and those kinds of things where, you know, your time isn't going to be taken. Well, up. right. If I go in, um, so I do a staging plan for everybody and it is, it's more of like repair this, paint this, clean this. We have a general, <laughs> we have a general staging plan. That's like a generic one of that just kind of fits everybody. And then Catherine, when she goes and goes and the first time she goes to the house, she takes photos of the outside and the inside with her phone and then if something for example if that we wanted to that we think the front door should be painted or some landscaping done then she'll send the photo to me tell me what she wants and then I will take that photo and in, in photoshop create a red door Brand with, land, with landscaping and show them exactly what right, what like it before is and after. yeah before and after where what what I know what plants will work if it's a sunny front yard and where to get them and what they're called. And we put all of that together and then they can. And you have a but, little why blurb. But it takes, a, it takes too. time to do. So when we're talking about well, percentage. Well, yeah, it's like, it's if, like if somebody's house is already immaculately clean, they're ready to go today. And I think their house is going to sell overnight. And the only thing stopping us from moving forward is a little bit less commission. I'm probably going to take that listing and, and just deal with it. Or then some other questions would be like, okay, maybe if, if I'm not sure about that or it needs some work, it's going to take more time and energy, but I think that we can leverage it into other opportunities like other buyers or sellers because of the location or if it's in our particular farm area, those kinds of things, then it might make sense to just deal with that because it will lead to more business. And so that's a question to ask too yourself not <laughs> not to them though yeah right <laughs> um or if they've done business with you before and i actually or what find... about again like not not before but like maybe if they're going to be your if they're going to be buyers well, well so that i know um, that we've had you have well, issues because you never know well, if they're actually going to buy something right <laughs> well, even if they say they're going to yeah hold on put a pin in <laughs> all that. right we'll put a pin in that and come back to it <laughs> um but yes, so if they've done business or referred business multiple times and they're stuck on that commission, then okay, then, you know, again, you don't want to lose that potential referral source. Which is probably very rare. That's the thing is that those usually people, those are the people who don't ask because right. they have had the experience. They trust you exclusively, know you're really good at your job and you're worth that. And that's kind of how I feel like there's certain, you know, people that I do business with regularly where I'm like, you know, I don't question how much I pay them because I think they do a really good job and I'm not like, there's no reason to even question it. I'm like, I'm happy with that. Right. Like you don't need to give me a discount because I'm happy with the service you're providing. So that's how most of those people, when they're coming back again, they're not even, they're not even questioning it because they know, them, yeah. they know that you're worth that commission. Um, 
That's why they're calling you again. They have a lot of choices. They have over 17,000, right? But they don't want any of those people. So it's usually, it's more like the, what you just described, where somebody wants to do new business and they're, they're going, they want to list a property and buy something and they want you to give them some kind of discount because they're doing two, a two for one kind of situation. Right. <laughs> and I had that happen recently where somebody asked about that. They wanted to know if, if I would give them like a reduced commission or like kick them something back at closing on the buy side. Right. And so really, really my answer was just kind of like, well, I don't know, you know, the, you don't pay me anything on the buyer side. So there's nothing I can give you or offer you. Cause I don't know what you're buying. I don't know what the commission rate is. You're not actually contributing towards that purchase or I'm sorry, towards that commission on that purchase at all. So that's the beauty of selling your house, at least in our state is you don't have to pay for my services. You only pay for it once on the listing yep. and on the listing side, it's X percent. Okay. And that, and that works, you know, and it may not work with everybody, of course, but like, that's what the, the fallback for anytime somebody's asking about the buyer side, because sometimes people want a credit back or something, even if, even if they're not listing their house too, they'll still ask for it. And that happened recently. Somebody asked for money. They wanted a portion of the commission and I'm like, but you're not actually, you're not even paying me. What do yeah. what are you asking me to give you? Money from my pocket? And what is that going to do for you? We'll take six bucks off monthly payment? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, so you just know, you have to know, I think what, you know, again, it depends on the situation. You have to know your business, but I'm, I'm not really keen on giving somebody money back from a buyer sale. It's like, you're not even the one paying me. Why yeah. would I give you any of that money? Somebody else is paying me. If anyone's going to get a discount or some work out something, it's going to be that person with their agent, you know? And that's the other thing is you do have to remember that people do not know how this works. And our job, I think, is to educate people. And I have seriously explained to people, I'll always explain to sellers how the commission works because they're the ones paying it, right? Yeah. So explaining to them where that money goes, I think is an important part of the the process if they're if they're questioning it, you know, if they have an issue with it. Um, and explaining to them where, like, I'm going to split half of it right off the top with this other agent who's going to bring the buyer. And, um, and it truly doesn't belong to you unless you are the broker, right? Well, yeah, technically the broker, um, takes in the money. Well, that would be the next step anyway. It was like, if, if half of it goes to the other, you explain to them that half of it goes to the other agent right off the top. And then I have to give a percentage of that, of what's left to my broker. Well, and, and, and then because they cover the, all the, well, the insurance ahead. issues. You have I, I know I've heard this before. I've heard before that there is like a this is just a this back is, to the pie. Well, yeah, this is just a script if if you need it. And some people would disagree in using this because they think it's no it's nobody's business where yeah. any of the money goes. But this is I think this is a good script and has worked before to ex, to illustrate to people when they really don't know where things go. And they think that you're getting. If they're really like you say no, and then if they're really being, uh, like they really need more, they need more from you than just no, we don't do that. Yeah. Then you can go into a script if you feel like you have to, and this would be that script, right? Well, yeah, and it is just explaining the the pieces of the pie, and so, and I didn't come up with this script. I I think I've heard it from Ben Kenny, who's you know a, a nice guy, real estate agent. <laughs> He's a nice guy, real estate agent. Is that is that what it says on his business card? It's what it says on a promotion item for him recently. And I called him out. I was like, "You wrote that for yourself." (laughs) That's pretty funny. Um, But it's it's where you you take like six or whatever you know, however many whatever your commission is, you take that many pieces of paper or business cards and you kind of lay it out, and then you like like a pizza. (laughs) You could you could put it in a circle form and move the slices of the pie out that go immediately to the other broker, right? Because we don't, um, <laughs> I think Biscotti just yawned. Uh, the dog? <laughs> yeah. Our, our little dog is uh, joining us for the podcast today. And she's got the cutest yawn of all time. <laughs> she makes a sound every time she does it. <laughs> um, it's very dramatic. Sorry, back to it. So, you, you know, you are, you're kind of explaining the pie and explaining where those slices are going 
so that they really kind of understand that it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not personally making this entire pie. We have other people that have to get paid. The business has to operate. Right. So, and part of that operating budget is to market your home for sale. And so when somebody offers you less money, are they taking it from, well, first of all, they're going to pay the other broker, right? right. So you take so half are and they, move it to the side. Yeah. So now you've got your half. Wait, I'm left. not done. <laughs> I'm just explaining. I'm kind of going through it in my head. So now there's half of the business cards are on the table and half a pie. Yes. And then you explain where each piece of that goes. And it depends on your particular situation. I don't think you should um, fabricate it. You know, if, if a certain percentage of your business, this is important to know your numbers, if a certain percentage of your business goes out the door right when you um when you when you take a, a sale you know what your operating costs for the business are right so you can set that aside and say this this is what it costs to sell real estate put that to the side this is where the marketing dollars and operating the business go then this portion goes to my broker or taxes or however your particular business is split up and then you have this little piece left over that's your your piece and so the point is just to illustrate where the money goes, and then to be able to say, you know, so when somebody else tells you they're willing to take your listing for less money, the question is, where are they taking it from? Right. They have to pay themselves. They've got to pay their own mortgage, their own bills. Right. They have to pay the government, the IRS. They have to pay their taxes. They they have have to to pay pay their broker. The other agent. They have to pay the other agent. So where do you think that the other agent who offered you less commission is going to take that money from? Marketing dollars. Tools to sell your home. So it, it illustrates for people who really have no concept and are kind of pushing back on just thinking it's too much money. I'm, I'm paying you guys too much, that kind of attitude. It's, I think it's good to educate them and make sure they understand where, where the dollars and cents are going. Um, but again, some people disagree and it's like, this is what we charge, take it or leave it. And that's kind of their attitude. And as one of my coaches once said that no is an answer, like a single word is an actual answer. I think we might have talked about that on one on an episode, but like right when we started, yes, because we were trying to figure out like oh. using it as a script. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I we kept, have, and we had a really hard time just I stopping. Done, like I no. think I've done like every no means, scenario. I think no. it was no means no. No means no. I think was the title <laughs> of the episode or something like that. Um, but I have I think I've kind of played out each each kind of way to go about it. One is where like it sounds like you'd like to you're what you're most concerned about is netting the most money. Is that right? And then you talk about um you you know, you're illustrating that you actually earn people more money. And sometimes that works. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, No, it's not about netting the most money. I just think you guys make too much. <laughs> And so for that person, then you might apply the, you know, I can understand why you might think that. Is it okay if I share with you how the commission actually kind of breaks down? And then they're like, yeah. (laughs) And then you would show them that scenario. And then they can at least see that, yeah, I'm not making all this money. I'm not saying we don't get paid well. I'm just saying that. Um, you know, people have no idea. You're not skipping to the bank with that. What's good about that particular script is. Although it and it does show like where all the different money goes, what it really is showing is how they're losing. You're showing them how the person who is charging less of a commission, they actually lose on because they're getting something taken away from them, which is marketing for their house. And so it that one little piece right there, when you make them say, where do you think it's coming from? And they have to say the words, I guess, the marketing of my home. Right. Well, it's, it all comes back to that's the key the, to that whole script. And but what are you doing in that thing? You're letting them self realize yes. and answer themselves instead of just telling them. Yes. And so it's I think it's in the delivery yeah. and that is showing your value. Yes. Is like, yes, it's going to technically cost you more in terms of the commission that you'll pay out. And yet by having that extra value, we're going to potentially make you more. we're going to make you more and so you can move those two scripts and use them together um and then the no uh, i have done before too and that one i don't know i was just feeling gutsy that day <laughs> and i remember just no and you kept going well and i don't know if i just said no but i definitely well, um, we don't do that kind of a thing yes i mean i've done that before too um so here's the thing. one time uh <laughs> 
Wait, I can't remember exactly how this went. This is a Wait. this was a while ago. Wait, do we need to take a break? Let's take a break. Oh, <laughs> leave him one. Leave him one more. Biter. All okay. right, let's take a break. And we're back. Okay, I got two stories. Okay. Okay. One is one time I was in a listing presentation, and this was years ago, and I was really nervous about explaining the commission. Why Why did you have a feeling that it was, that they were going to ask? Well, I think you you need to go over the commission, by the way. Oh, like, you just you, mean going over it? Yes. Like, you oh, should okay. go over the commission. And I've heard many different people um, talk about, should you do it first? Like, talk to them first about right. commission right out the gate. Because then if they're, like, objecting to it, you can just hit the road. <laughs> you don't want to work with them. So you don't spend, you know, potentially an hour explaining everything you're and then all, get stuck. I don't like that because I think you're already on your heels a little bit at that point. Like, well, trying to, you're trying to justify yourself right out of the gate. I don't, I don't, I don't do I it that like way because I kind of, I guess I like to go through, um, you know, understanding their situation again, go Listen. through the numbers, um, talk about it. Also, I don't know how you can explain. Well, this is the thing. I don't just say my commission rate is X. I, I go through a net sheet with them. Right. But you can only do that if you have talked about pricing for their home. Mm-hmm. And you can only do that if you've gone through like some questions to understand what their goals are and what they're looking to accomplish and then walk them through, like we've talked about before, um, looking at houses, you know, and kind of identifying what's the price range this house should be in and letting them kind of right. decide that with you. And then you'd be able to walk them through a more accurate look at what they'll walk away with. That's just my personal thing. Um, in doing that, though, sometimes I don't like the number they see. <laughs> so, to, you know, it's not for everybody. But I I like to say, like, I'm going to give you a more accurate picture because most people will just talk about commission rate, but they don't talk about the other closing costs involved. And then they're mad at closing yeah. or like somewhere along the way because they feel like they've been cheated. They thought that it was going to cost X to close and it's costing more. And maybe this is just from me being in the business when short sales were a thing, but um, like maybe that kind of trained me to let's make sure you actually have enough equity left. Right. So I need to kind of go through this and ask you most people today do, but I think that's where I got that from was like, sometimes people would be bringing money to closing. Yeah. Yeah. And so we needed to make sure that they actually could. I think you're probably right. So it's, it was a natural thing for you to just, that just stays with you. Okay. Back to the the first story. story. (laughs) The story was though, I went into, and I was nervous. So, and I don't know why this, but this was a long time ago. So I guess I was still kind of newer. Um, but I was really nervous for some reason. And I got to the commission point and discussed that and the net sheet and all this stuff. And and the guy goes, oh, oh, OK. I, I thought it was going to be more than that. And I was like, oh, that's a first. <laughs> and he thought it was going to be significantly more because he like I guess he the only other experience he had in real estate was s- selling vacant land. And whatever the vacant land was that he happened to sell, I have no idea. Um, I don't really do vacant land, but it was a particularly high percentage. Let's just put it that way. Maybe it was a cheap piece of land or something. I don't know. Um, And it was just a good learning experience to remember that you don't know what people's expectations are. So I wish I had said more. Um, (laughs) um, But so so he had no no qualms about it. So don't don't assume going in that they're going to have an issue. And then also when you get to the end, if you've done everything correctly, it should be this natural thing that like that you've shown your value and then it's time to sign the papers now. Um, Again, it doesn't always happen that way. We've talked about the one step and the two step process before, but that's the goal of every listing appointment is that you want at the end for them to have all the information that they need to decide to choose you. The other story was um, more of me just saying no. And I definitely remember this one because he was pretty upset about it <laughs> because, but I, I'm hearing a lot of he, <laughs> he, well, I do I'm, think it might be I'm guys. Pi- I'm picturing, uh, <laughs> I'm picturing what the, these he's look like. <laughs> um, but you know, he was kind of upset and I think it was because he had already met with someone else and this goes back to, should you be first or last? Right. I don't know if I was last in that appointment setting, but I got that listing at the table 
And he was upset because the previous agent had told him a lesser commission. And I was sitting there and I, you know, they were like, well, so-and-so said they could do it for that. And I was like, you know, everybody, I think I said it like this, you know, everybody runs their business differently. And this is the the commission rate that we charge. Zipped it. And then he got pretty upset. (laughs) He was upset. He was pretty upset because I didn't give any kind of explanation, you know? And so it created this awkward moment. And I thought at the time, like, I need to get up and walk out of here. (laughs) Like I really wanted to get up and walk out of here. But you know, after a minute or two, he he calmed down and then said, okay. (laughs) So again, lessons learned that sometimes no is the right answer. And I'm not saying that I picked the right way to go about that particular one. I don't know. It worked in that situation. I think you, you do kind of have to feed like feed off of their personality and to me, at that moment in time, that seemed like the right way to go. And it worked out. And yeah. it also comes with experience, like el- like all of this stuff does. When yes. you're confident about your numbers and you know that what you're charging for a commission is there's a reason for it. And that's the way it is. And you can go into that listing appointment and be confident with that. That goes a long way. They can They can read that body language, even if it's all in between the lines and, well, and, and, and stuff, but that it's like, that's just the way, unfortunately, like if you're a newer agent, you already lacking confidence on the job and everything else. And you're nervous. And this is your third time going into a listing and you haven't gotten one yet. And all of those things, it's like, it sucks, but it's like, there's no other real way around it except well, to just keep doing it. Yeah. And this is the thing with this business is, and we say it at the beginning of the podcast, when we introduce you to the podcast, the personal hurdles at the, be- at the beginning, <laughs> at the beginning this time. Oh, right. Because a lot of times I forget to introduce the I think, podcast. I think the last show, it wasn't until the second segment. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. But <laughs> the intro, <laughs> what I talk about is the personal hurdles. And the reason that's there is because you, you know, part of our job is to practice and role play, but it's really hard to fit that in. And I think we can all be honest with ourselves and say that oftentimes that is the one thing in the job description that gets overlooked. And so you end up going to appointments and that becomes your practice. And so you miss some of those. Um, I won't use the sports analogy, but like you miss some of those opportunities because you're not practicing outside of the room, you're practicing in the room. And so I guess my what I advice I could give to somebody is like dedicate time to practicing because like truly you don't want to be in the room on stage just because you learn the lines you've got to have some rehearsals before you yeah and and that's what that experience was is I said why was I why was I able to in that particular moment say no and just be confident in it? And it was just it was whatever was going on at that time. I probably had been practicing more or I was just in a good rhythm, but I'm not always like that. Like sometimes you can get kind of discouraged. And if and you miss a few in a row, yeah. like then it really starts to pile on like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Well, this goes and you can back- really get down on yourself and then <laughs> it's hard to get. Yeah, well, it goes back to the last episode where we talked about don't being not being tied to the outcome. Yes, you were probably in a position where it was like, oh, this is my this this is yeah, this is my my third listing appointment this week or whatever, and it was like, well, it is very liberating, and I've said this before, it is very liberating to be like, you know what, I don't really care if I get this particular deal, we'll be okay without it. It it is because, like we talked about at the beginning, with all this many agents in the business, there are times where you're going to feel like desperate and feel like you got to do whatever to get that, that thing. And some people do stuff that's like really sketchy and unethical. And you just don't want to be that person. Like just know, know your value. That's a, that's not, that's not my trademark. Um, and, uh, but know, know your value or know what you're offering and then determine what's, what's the minimum that I'm willing to do this in this situation um, for this particular person, because sometimes you do like it's never, it's not like you go in and just say no to every single person. I think you have to be a little bit with the times too, and know what the average rates are going. Um, because it has been declining Yeah, that I actually, you know, I wanted to go into that a little bit, but I think that's like a whole nother conversation Yeah, that's fine. about just the industry in general. And yeah. like, there's, there's things at play that get in the way of your commission dollars and that changes 
that's going to change the landscape of this business over time. But that's like maybe a bigger topic that I shouldn't dig into right now. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so I won't go down that rabbit hole, but I do. I think you just you just have to find time to practice and then be willing to say no and not be attached to, to the outcome. That outcome. It's like, uh, I, uh, I got how many years ago was it? It had to have been 20 something years ago, 21 years ago when uh, the movie Swingers came out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that was when they go to Vegas uh-huh. and stuff and Vince Vaughn says... You remember what he says? Well, I think I said it earlier. Or no. He's, no, he says <laughs> he says to him, you've got to act like you don't need this shit. Then they give you the shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's kind of like that. There is uh, there's a certain. There's, that's true to a certain degree. Well, that's confidence. Yeah. I mean, it really that's what that describes what confidence is like. If you act like you're desperately needing it, then they're going to be more willing to ask you to cut things. And then but this is another story. <laughs> cut a million of them. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes back to because we've talked a lot about the listing side and that is the most challenging one because the seller is actually paying you. And so you really are negotiating that price with them. That's part of getting a listing is getting, you know, negotiating your commission rate and negotiating the terms of your listing agreement. So that's one thing. But then when the buyers ask for credits back, I wanted to just go back into that because have I done it before? Yes, I have. Would I do it again? No, 100% no, because we, first of all, you don't know what the commission rate is going to be. You don't know how long it's going to take for them to buy a house. You could be driving around for years showing people houses <laughs> before they actually get one. So would I ever do that again? Absolutely not. And what I have found is that if you give somebody an inch, they will take a mile. And so if you if you say from the very beginning when it comes to buyers, and this is um, probably applies to sellers too, but um, if you say like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll give you a percentage of my commission back at closing towards your closing costs or whatever to get their business, which by the way, we've talked about how easy buyers are to get. So why would you do that? Just go find yeah. another one on the street corner um, <laughs> that will, that won't take your money. Um, but then if you do that, then guess what happens later down the road when we get into inspections and you, the seller yeah. won't mm-hmm. right. pay for their repairs. Right. Well, can you maybe give some more of your commission? It's like, no, I'm not paying to repair your new house. (laughs) So if you give somebody an inch, though, they will take a mile. So I say absolutely no to buyer credits. I think that's a terrible idea. Um, And number one, though, is that you just have no idea like what it's going to take to get them a house, especially in this market um, where you might have to make offer after offer because there's multiple offer situations and like it can really eat up a lot of your life and time. And we work evenings, weekends, like we bend over backwards for these buyers. That that is how you earn that money. Yeah. And so you should not be giving that back to anyone. I feel very strongly about that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with that. Okay. Well let's take <laughs> let's take a quick break. The Think Look B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Look B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. <laughs> what were we saying? Your coach was saying something. Well, I, this is just a conversation about if if you're going to, um, you know, if you're going to think about cutting your commission because that keeps getting asked every time you go into an appointment. First of all, maybe hone those listing presentation skills. And we can all learn more and practice better on that. But then the second thing is like know your market because you could really be entering into a listing appointment where the average commission rate is just lower than, yeah. than yours. And so you're going, you just need to know what you're going up against and then know your numbers. So we talked about knowing, knowing that. So figure out what does the average listing actually cost you in terms of, um, like your photos and signs and all the lockbox and like all the things that really go into getting a home on the market, but then also the time, like just what's the average days on market and how much time do you spend 
working on that listing, just to have a general idea of like what really goes into it. Because sometimes we'll, we'll say like, Oh yeah, I'll just cut that commission when really you should not be doing that because you're You're working for free. You're working for free. You just don't even realize it because you, if you sell enough houses, it feels like, well, you made money at the end of the year, right? (laughs) Or you made money at the end of the month, but you just need to know what the actual cost is. And then just in a general sense, if you know what your business profit is. So like if you follow the MREA model, um, probably for the most part, depending on the size of your business, business profit is anywhere from 25% if it's like a really big business to maybe like 40% and maybe a little bit higher if you're a single agent because you're the one doing everything. Um, so your business profit is going to be higher because you don't, you don't have to pay, you don't have to pay Kayla. Yeah. I don't don't have to pay (laughs) Kayla and and whoever else. So, but anyways, if you're let's, so let's kind of narrow that down say 30 to 40% before taxes, if that's the business profit, then, you know, every time you go into a listing about what, like, depending on the listing about what that profit would be. And so you can kind of then judge like, cause again, what, how much, what is a, again, a percent? What are what you taking it from? Right. Because for me, right. I'm, we can't take it out of a marketing. Cause I wouldn't do that. Right. Right. So if I'm going right. to take a reduced commission, then right. it's coming straight out of my pocket. Right. That we're so, not going to just not, well, first of all, I take the photos, but for argument's sake, if you had to hire a photographer, you wouldn't just not hire a photographer for the listing. Well, that we would be, wouldn't, but that's the point is right. that a lot of agents do. would right. and do, and that's why they've I like, got the have iPhone no, 12. It'll that's why fine. they have no problem. <laughs> right. They have no problem. But if you're not going to do that, if that's not your standard, then know what your costs truly are so that you can say, you know what, I can, you know, I understand that somebody else might be willing to cut back on the marketing or not take professional photos or, you know, or just not pay their own bills. They might choose not to do that either. Um, however, I know my business and I know my numbers and I can't take this listing and pro- do everything that I've promised you for less than this commission rate. Do you want to sign on that? But it paper? takes you doing your numbers and figuring those numbers out. Yeah. So I think it's a good exercise that I, we, we haven't really done that, but I think it's a good exercise to do. Yeah. Like I know what the, you know, the general profit is. So I can run that, that real quick on an appointment and be like, is this worth it to me? And then also asking those questions I yeah. talked about earlier. And you should, and you practice that and you do yeah. that, then you will, you will know those numbers before you even walk through the door. And one of the things I don't think I said earlier in those questions, you kind of ask yourself, like one of the, the things is, is this person going to be difficult to work with? Because I have had people that that take up a lot more. Yeah, they've time already got and one. Energy. They've already got one strike against them. <laughs> but right? this is the way it goes. Like so, sometimes the people who ask for the lower commission yeah, are going are to actually <laughs> ask for the most time. They're going to be a pain. They're going to require more of you. Yeah. They want to get every dime every worth of yeah. Yeah. And so they're going to require more of your time and energy. So you have to kind of judge that too and say, Am I willing to do what it's going to take to work with this person? for even less money. And then the other factor, which, um, which I didn't mention, but is also what's the listing price that goes into how long will it take to sell? Right. But sometimes people want like this miracle price. They want you to do it in less amount of time. Like this is part of negotiating the listing agreement. I want you to do it in two months. I don't want to sign a listing agreement longer than two months. I want to price at 10% over market value. And I want you to cut your commission by 1%. And it's like, so you want me to work a miracle? What? <laughs> so that one's going to be a no. You're you're looking at her like you like that's so, crazy, but was, that's not crazy I had at one all. Of those I can see that. that. Coming up. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those last year, you know. Um, wanted the commission to be cut, the price to be too high. Oh, stayed and to stage and it. And to pay want, want you to, to pay, stage it. Pay up to front. stage it. Not taking out of your own money pocket. out of my pocket to do something on a listing that will not sell for that price and will not sell in the time frame. And you're asking and me for may do not it, sell at all. May not sell at all. And you're asking me to do it for less than what I normally make and could go yeah. out and find a listing it's, and sell and so for you, that price. And so so that was a no go. This is away. how my face would look if I was in the listing appointment <laughs> and somebody said that. Wow. Yeah. Well, and it's always like, you know, they they do it in such a way where it you're not like blown away. You're kind of expecting it. You know, you kind of are like building yeah. up to like this person's going to ask for yeah, you know. something ridiculous. You know. Something's <laughs> going to happen. Yeah you, know, yeah, you know. We're not on the same page here. Yeah. But then you walk in sometimes and they're like ready to go. They're like, I'm ready to get out of this house. What do we need to do? Yeah. Well, I think we, we might have said this before at some point, but um, like I remember um, somebody saying, 
at some point in time <laughs> that if you walk in the door and they like have the homework prepared, if you sent them a, a pre-listing packet and they, they have the homework it. prepared mm. and it's all filled out and stuff that like just pull out your listing paperwork because yeah. they're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But if they want to, if they want to show you the, the marks on the walls from where their kids grew up (laughs) and explain to you how they, they carried all those bricks into the backyard to build Mm -hmm. the pathway in 1978. And that's the conversation that you're having. It takes an hour and a half to get through the house. Then yeah, you, you, you know what that is too. Yes. I was looking at that. I forget what that word is called. Um, there's a word for that where you place value on something. Oh, that's worthless. Well, not that it's worthless, but that the it's longer sentimental value. The longer oh. that you hold, um, that's not the oh, word. Oh, right. I'm I know. The what longer you're you about. hold on to something, the more value it has to you. Right. So those are those situations where you can kind of judge, like you. It's you why can you never want to sell our house. <laughs> you can see the. I like our house. See. Um. You sell your house, I'm buying it. <laughs> the. Uh, but you can you can see in the county tax records how long someone's owned it. And if you have a pre-qualification script with them and you know, like you can you can get some of this information up front so that when you go in, you're prepared for who you're dealing with. Right. And then that's how you have to a- approach those those situations. Yeah. Just know that they're going to think this house is worth more than any neighbor's house you show well, them. You kind of get that in the prequel call. Uh call before you set the appointment no like their motivation yeah that's what i was just that's what i meant the pre-qualification yeah. script oh. is what i said but yeah I if they've the lived call. there for for three years they're not going to be attached to the uh the bathroom tile that was put in in 1978 that they got when they were in italy and they brought back over and put these single tiles in that have painted little things you know what i mean it's yeah. like that it's like you know they've only had this house for three years so it's not they're not going to be as attached to it. You also know that you can walk in and see a kitchen from 1975 or ni- I'm sorry, see a kitchen from 1990 if they've only owned the house for three years and you can say, well, you know, the ki- the bathroom hasn't been updated, but if they've owned the house since 1972 and you say, yeah, you know, the bathroom hasn't been updated in their mind. They just updated it last week. Oh, well, yeah, we've had you those know? where it's like. And so they're like, they what do you, you mean the- it's not updated? Of course it's been updated. But yeah, it was 22 years ago it was updated. <laughs> yeah. But in their mind, they updated the bathroom. Yeah. So. Well, and well, same thing goes for knowing the not just the time frame that they they've lived there. That's helpful. But also like what's the reason for their move? Right. If you're relocating for work, um, even if you've lived there a really long time you're you're more motivated right and so they're gonna be like what do i gotta do to get this house sold they're gonna be more serious about getting their house sold and just getting it done quickly because they got things to do right they got places to go yeah so all, to all, see. Of the, all of this stuff is all so intertwined yeah that there is no once again there is no magic bullet or answer to the question it's a lot of little answers depending yeah. on the situation yes which only comes with experience experience and studying things <laughs> All things. <laughs> so what's next? Time for pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Okay, questions from the web. What do we got? Uh, let me find it here. It's taking too long. I know. <laughs> Fill this tense. Okay, space. here we go. Uh, I've always gone the no picture route because I feel like my business card should represent my business entity and not my glamour shots. But what are your thoughts? I do see some point for having a picture, but I'm not convinced as to why my next order should include it. What do you think? What do I think? Catherine would vote to have her face on nothing. Well, but she understands. <laughs> That's the difference, right? Is that I don't really want my face on things. Um, but I think that it's good. It helps people remember who you are, recognize you. Especially in like an open house, it, right? Like if yeah. you talk to somebody in an open house, you don't know. They could have gone to two other open houses that day. Yes. But really liked you but have a stack of business cards in there and not remember which one you are, but they could look at the face on the card and go, Oh yeah, they were really nice. I really like them. And then there you go. Yeah. And same thing goes, I put, we put our faces in our email signatures too, for the same reason, like open right. houses are a really great example. Cause if I go to an open house and then I follow up with a phone call and they don't answer and then they get that email, 
they'll at least know who it is. Face-wise. 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 But yeah, I mean, I think that comes from being like when I when I first started when I worked at the bar at the same time right at night um on Fridays and Saturdays and you know giving out business card like even though that was awkward for me but like being able to give somebody a business card that had my face on it so then they would actually remember um who it was especially after a couple drinks yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple that was downtown Orlando that was more than a couple drinks <laughs> But people. I do. I think it's good. And when you say glamour shots, it's like it, they don't it's, need to look like that. Yeah. No. Like make Just, it look professional. Here's what I, here's what I <laughs> do would headshot. Here's what I would say is put it on the card. Create. Go ahead and create your brand if you want to well, create yeah. a logo. And but put the put the face on there, too. But when you're getting your if you're getting custom signs for yards made, don't put don't. your face on it. I, put don't, it everywhere. I don't care the for only a thing, face on a sign. Yeah. A magnet, get a your, folder, all of it. Get your name on there or your or what if you have a comp like a, a team company name that you like we have the Think Live B team. Get that up on there big. Get that phone number up on there big. Don't fill up all the space with a picture of you and no dogs and especially if you've got a partner you know like where it's a you're there's two of you don't put both of your faces on there and stuff that that that's a no-go it's it's really old-fashioned and is just kind of it doesn't fit with today's uh branding and and aesthetic yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of the face everywhere but but overall yes put it on things where you want people to recognize you another thing like um, so like we farm certain areas, I think it's okay to put your face on a postcard that's going to an area where you're doing events and stuff because you want, again, it's the same purpose. You want them to recognize. So they don't think it's just another real estate postcard. It's that person that Who's sells a lot of houses here, here a lot. and did that event down at the lake or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> that wasn't specific. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but so people yes. remember you and. There's proof to that. <laughs> According to Kayla. <laughs> Small win. Small win. Anybody? I don't remember what my last week was, but was it about spreadsheets last week? Okay. Kayla, I can't remember. They're always about spreadsheets. <laughs> well, this spreadsheet formula that I figured oh, out. Oh, no. Not another formula. I don't have to do cell by cell. I just do one cell, and it brings everything that I wanted from the prior formula oh. where I had to do cell by cell. So you've... I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I so love you, spreadsheets, So you too. figured out a uh, shortcut that you didn't know. Yeah. You thought you knew everything that there no, was to know. I don't about. know everything. Because somebody asked me a question once because I was helping her. I set up a Zoom meeting with somebody before to help her for 15 minutes. And she asked me a question and I had to go figure it out. I was like, I'm not a wizard at this. So I here's all that that we figured out and I'll get on this. Um, so in my ventures of figuring that out, I figured that out for myself. I still haven't figured that out. What, figure what out? What? There's two different that outs that I have right now. <laughs> oh, my god! But that's my small win. I'm super excited because it just... It, what does it do? Cut it, cut down on time? So much time. So it populates a spreadsheet from my master copy to your copy. Uh-huh. And it's just one cell I have to formulate we, to bring the entire spreadsheet over to you. Versus every single cell. our listeners to sleep. <laughs> this is exciting stuff and I appreciate me. Um, small win for you, Patrick? No, you go. Oh, but I don't have one. I don't either. That's why I said you go. I'm trying to think of what I did this week. I know. We really should prepare for these things. You, sold, you sold a... I'm going to put a house under contract. That's yeah. not a small win. I know. The that doesn't win, feel like it's Your a, small win doesn't work either, by the way. Mine is a the small, small win. win. It cuts time. I know, Efficiency for the business. Okay, I'll, I'll, personal, I'll, like, kind I'll, of, come, I'll come back That around. is personal because I have a grocery list and a dinner menu spreadsheet and a <sighs> oh my budget God. spreadsheet I, I, I for myself. Really think so. about, I didn't really think about that. The spreadsheets for everything. Cleaning schedule. Got it. Do you, are they all on your computer? Sean's or? computer. But they will be on my computer, yes. Oh, yeah, your new, your new laptop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a small win. <laughs> um, small win. Oh, man. What well, have you, what have you done? What have week? I been doing? I don't you... know. This, see, this is the thing. So I've, I've been, I feel like the last month I've just been driving all over Central Florida. Yeah, and you have been out and about. Like, it, it has become more expensive, I'm sure, like many areas, like closer to the city is more expensive. So I feel like I just keep getting further and further out. So, um, we did hire a showing agent 
who I think I mentioned that as a small one last week, but I'm just yeah. going to use that again because that will be well, now they're training. And- yeah. She's in training. She's come out with me a few times. That will be my, my saving grace come the rest of this year. Small one. Small win. And, um, I don't have a small win. I really don't. I'm no, th- well. I'm gonna sit you two down on Sundays. Here, here's, here's the deal: is that the last week I've just been like in my studio, kind of cleaning stuff and getting like the you know I got that new camera and and everything, but that means that all of my gear. This is just as I know boring it's as just Kayla's. as boring. So it's this like this is not boring I, stuff. I, I ser- this is all interesting. <laughs> I seriously for the last two days have been rearranging backpacks with gear in them to get everything to fit and changing out screw heads so mm-hmm. that everything works together and okay. stuff. It's real boring, horrible stuff that I wouldn't, I tried to explain it to There's Catherine. screws and cameras? Well, just like on the, on the tripods uh, and the monopods. And don't, so, don't ask so questions. <laughs> it's so that every single plate works together so I can pop the camera off the tripod and put it put on it the on, monopod yep. and put it on the 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 gimbal and all uh-huh. of those things and Lots this and you hear you guys hear what um, Catherine's doing right now this when I was explaining this to her earlier today it's exactly what she was doing <laughs> was just staring off in the space going uh-huh uh-huh that's great great Listen, job I hope Good you're job. excited that's we awesome. love real estate just as much as you do <laughs> I, I think it's great I'm super excited that you've organized your camera See, I know that's exactly what I mean uh-huh. All but right. Anyways. Yeah. Remember to rate and review <laughs> us on iTunes. It helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions or stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. Send us some more questions, guys. We uh we appreciate you guys sending them in. You can even leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. And no one sent us a voicemail in a while. Send us some voicemails. We will want to hear from you. Uh send us a tweet at Seek the Best Pod. And for Kat Kayla and myself, thanks for listening, and we will figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.